Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey, what's up, tribe? Today, we are going to talk about eliminating excuses. I am a strong believer in doing things that will allow us to get out of our own way. And to me, sometimes the the biggest excuses we make are to ourselves. Excuses, they interfere with where you want to go, your goals. They prevent you from living your best life. Sometimes you really have to sit and ask yourself, is it an excuse or is it a lie you telling yourself or somebody else because you know you had no intention of getting it done or doing whatever that it was? Sometimes you do genuinely have a reason for not doing what it is that you thought you were going to do. And sometimes you make mistakes and you want to cover it up. And then it's back to being an excuse. So when it comes to excuses, you have to think about what are you giving a rationale for? So are you putting off something that's just inevitable or you're procrastinating? Sometimes you're scared. You are overwhelmed. You don't know how to do it. You don't know where to start. Maybe you need to educate yourself. Sometimes you fill yourselves with these feelings of self-doubt and pity and you're not sure exactly. You know you want to do something, but you're not exactly sure how you're going to get it done. And these are all reasons why I think we make excuses. I think that they can be eliminated. I think if we focus on the fact that they prevent us from getting to wherever it is that we need to go, then that'll help us to eliminate them. I made a ton of excuses why I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that, why I couldn't do this podcast, why I shouldn't do it. No one's going to care what I have to say. No one's going to listen. It's taken me a while (laughs) to accept the fact that, yes, I have a voice. My voice deserves to be told or deserves to be heard. And my story deserves to be told. And if you can listen, if you want to listen to it, you do. If you don't, you don't. I think that excuses are a way for us to somehow pass the buck. But think about things that you make excuses about. So I make excuses about why I can't go to the gym, why I'm not eating properly, why I haven't done something consistently, why I can't do whatever. One thing I am really, really good of about is 
not making excuses about to other people. I generally make the excuses to myself when it comes to doing my own thing, if that makes sense. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because I'll let, allow other people to judge whether or not I make, make excuses to them or how they view that. So let me not say that. So think about the things that you're making an excuse about. about. So is it something that you really want? Something you feel like you deserved at some point, which is why you set out to do that particular thing? Sometimes that's what you have to focus on. I think that we tell ourselves a story that sometimes never ends in terms of why we are doing this or why we are doing that. And I think we need to figure out how to kind of shift and pivot and adjust and realize that, okay, let me not try to provide an explanation for everything that I do or I don't do. And let me just focus on getting it done. So I want to focus on, I guess, five ways to sort of try to eliminate excuses all in the effort of getting out of our own way. We're not, I'm not focusing on excuses necessarily to other people. Sometimes it is to other people, but really think about the things, excuses that you make for things that you at one point in time genuinely wanted to do, or you felt like you should have done. I think one of the first things we have to do is accept. Like there has to be some type of acceptance phase. So there's a difference in my mind between providing a reason for something and then an excuse. Sometimes there is a valid reason why you have to go back on your word for whatever reason. And the people your decisions impact, they deserve to know what that reason is. So to me, that is a reason. Like you need to, you are unable to get your homework done because the dog ate it. I don't know why that popped in my head. (laughs) You are unable to accomplish something as it relates to a goal or something that you were were doing. And you want somebody, you need somebody else's involved in, in that, whatever that thing is. So when it comes to something like that, yeah, sometimes you do have to provide an explanation. Maybe you can't go to the gym anymore because you no longer have the finances to go to the gym. Or maybe you can't, you think you can't exercise anymore because the gyms are closed because of coronavirus or you don't feel comfortable going to the gym. That is a reason why you can't go to the gym, but that's no excuse why you cannot exercise. There are ways for you to still do what you need to do in your home. Yes, you have to adjust how you do it, but at the end of the day, you can still technically exercise at home. You can go outside for a brisk walk. You can do things. There are tons of things online and resources and videos of ways you can work out at home without necessarily spending thousands of dollars in equipment. For me personally, it is much, I'm a much better exerciser when I actually go to the gym. I'm motivated by other people when it comes to being at the gym or doing, I love doing group classes. I love doing spin class. This It has been shut down for an entire year <laughs> or almost a, a year. And I haven't been able to do that, but I still find other ways to do things. I'll lay on my floor and use my couch to put my feet under the couch and do my sit-ups. That way I try to, now that my, I broke my leg or my ankle, in the summertime and it is still messed up. And then I turned around and broke two toes in the other foot and ended up with a bone spur in the other foot. So my walk is completely changed. (laughs) 
But even still with that, I do try to fit in my exercise where I can because I understand the importance of it. So not going back to that example, to me, that's the difference between a reason why you can't do something versus making an excuse why you can't get it done. Yes, you may not be able to do it the same way you intended to do it, but it's no real explanation why you can't why you can't do it all together. Sometimes you're looking for somebody to cut you some slack. So you told somebody you were going to do X, Y, and Z for whatever reason, you can't get it done or you decided not to get it done or you may, you intentionally didn't do it and you want somebody to cut you, cut you some slack and that slack isn't necessarily warranted. Again, that's an excuse. And I think that for me, I'm on this journey right now in this time and place where I'm focusing on me and how to make myself a better me and how to focus on myself so much instead of focusing on others. I'm hella good about giving other people advice and telling people how to do this or how to do that and being that motivator and coach to others. But I admit that I do not necessarily, I have not always put that same energy into myself. And I've decided that I can't, those are excuses that I make. I make excuses about why I haven't done it. And now I'm at the point where I have to push those excuses aside and figure out what it is I need to do to get it done. Which actually brings me to my second point, which is you have to prioritize. So stop saying you don't have time to do it. Two things you can never get back are time and your virginity. (laughs) We make time for whatever we want to make time for. Think about it. I remember years ago, I was working a full-time job in DC. I was pregnant, I think, with my second child. I was going to grad school in Baltimore, commuting back and forth to Baltimore. So there was a time where some people would look at me and be like, how do you have time to do all of this? And in my mind, I didn't necessarily have time to do it, but I made it a priority because it's what I wanted to do at the time. Eventually, committing back and forth to Baltimore was a mistake and I had to transfer to a different grad program, but I still was able to rock out doing what I needed to do, taking care of my home, working this job, taking care of a a young child and doing other things and being involved in being active in my church at the time and getting two master's degrees because I made it a priority to do it because that's what I wanted to do at the time. So it's about prioritizing. When you prioritize, sometimes you don't always know where to start and you have to just pick a place and acknowledge that it's never going to be perfect. You're not necessarily going to do, there's no textbook way to do everything. At least I don't believe that there's a textbook way to do everything. Sometimes you just have to realize that you have to give yourself some kind of slack. But if you focus on what is important to you and what will make the biggest impact in terms of what are those things that you're desiring to do? Is it that you want to make jewelry in your spare time, but you don't feel like you have spare time, but you're spending five hours looking at Game of Thrones on Netflix and you could be making jewelry while you're doing that. Is it that, so you have to make that decision. So what's more important, you doing the jewelry or you doing Game of Thrones? And sometimes you could do both. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just need to time block. Like to me, that is one thing that truly helps me. I have to set things and prioritize things on a schedule 
like they're an appointment, like I have to go to the doctor, like it is something that I need to do because I've committed that this is what I'm going to do for myself. It is so, it has been extremely challenging for me to prioritize things that I want to do this past year with being home. I'm be the first to admit it. It has been extremely challenging with everybody being home, with there being the state of the world the way it is between politics and what's going on with COVID-19, what happened with my past job situation. It's been challenging to make that priority. But in my wisdom or my, as I get older, I guess I appreciate the need to sit down and adjust and prioritize myself over other things that may be a distraction. Because at the end of the day, I'm going back to focusing on my why and what's important to me and how I can accomplish whatever it is that I want to accomplish. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that it's a a business goal that you want to strive for. It's sometimes like to me, I think my two biggest things that I've really been trying to focus on our health and wellness, and then establishing my business. I think that the health and wellness piece is I've I've discovered that that feeds how I feel. Like if I'm eating sugar all day, then I'm gonna feel sluggish. I'm gonna I'm not gonna feel healthy. I'm not gonna have the energy to do what I need to do. I had to make it a priority to say, okay, I can't necessarily eat the same junk that I used to eat. Number one, I'm getting older. Number two. I'm getting bigger and that's not gonna, I don't need the one. I can't control the fact that I'm getting older. I can't control the fact that my jeans are too tight and I've had to adjust and make that a priority. So although I still am not in the gym the way I want to be in the gym and I can't, and I'm not necessarily exercising the way I truly believe I really can be. And I admit that I have made adjustments in order to do what I want to do or to ultimately accomplish my goals. I think, which brings me to number three. So number three, I would say five in terms of eliminating excuses to get out of your own way is to be realistic in your goal setting. So long time ago, probably in high school or college, I can't remember where, I learned the concept of, you know, making smart goals. So your goal needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. So you can go back and see if you achieved whatever the goal was. A is attainable. Like, is it realistic? Can you actually get to, is it a goal that ultimately you can attain? And R, I think the R is realistic. Is the R realistic? Okay, for today, it's going to be realistic. Because for, for some reason, I'm slipping in my brain to think <laughs> what it is. So, um, but that seems very similar to um, attainable. I think that's why I'm, I'm getting stuck right now. Maybe R is relevant. R might be relevant. So no, R is realistic. Okay. So when you think about SMART goals, think about are they specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound? So something specific is what is it that you want to do? So you have to say, can't just say I want to lose weight. You have to be specific about what, how much weight you want to lose. When you think about something being measurable, you're thinking about, you know, can I track it? Can I go back and make sure that I achieve that, whatever that thing is that you're trying to achieve? Attainable is working towards making sure that it's challenging, but still possible. So don't try to take over the world when you set your goals. I mean, you can, ultimately, that can be your ultimate goal, but 
if you want to stick to something, then in my opinion, you need to make it something that is something that you ultimately can achieve. And then for realistic, I would say you have to be honest with yourself and know where you are mentally, physically, physically, what you're capable of, what you have the capacity to do. I think that is important and that's one that I struggle with because I tend to make very high goals for myself. I'm a very goal-oriented individual and I do tend to make goals that are high in nature. So I have to be realistic and dial them back sometimes. And the T would be the time bound, meaning, you know, you have to give yourself a time frame to which you want to get this done. So it's not realistic for me to say, I want to lose 50 pounds in a month. That's not realistic. It's not attainable. I think to say, okay, I want to lose one to two pounds a week um, or 10 pounds this month is a more realistic time frame in terms of thinking about how that works. Or because you never, when you aim too high, then you sell yourself, or in my opinion, you're selling yourself short in a way. So on one hand, you think, okay, I'm big and bad and I can get this done. But on the other hand, you're selling yourself short because then when you don't achieve that goal, then you find yourself given, sometimes you may give yourself a pity party because you haven't attained whatever that goal is. So if we don't aim, I think there's a delicate balance between aiming too high and then also aiming too low. When I make goals, I make a to-do list every week and I look at that to-do list several times a day. Like it's like I stay on my to-do list. Sometimes I write it on paper. I have a paper place that I track everything sometimes, but also I keep reminders in my phone. So I have an iPhone and there's a reminder thing. And then there's all these different categories. You can give these things. You can make it so that you have due dates on things. So that's like my daily task list. And I use that to track what I need to do throughout the day. So for me, the reason why I do it by the week is because I may have 20 things that I want to get done. And I know I can't do 20 things in a day and things come up all the time. So you can't necessarily, I try to make at least achieve at least three things off my list every day, but sometimes I can do like yesterday, I was cranking between Monday and Tuesday of this week. I literally knocked out 18 things on my list in terms of different calls I needed to make, different adjustments I needed to make. It was just a wonderful week. I I didn't achieve my goal of going on social media because I was so focused on my, on my other goals that I just had to get it done. So, but I needed to then shift back and look at that list and say, wait, hold up. The other thing I need to do is get the rest of these episodes done that I had already set a goal to do. And I need to go ahead and focus on those. So for me, I tend to go for the low-hanging fruit because initially, because I want to be able to say, okay, I achieved something. I love crossing things off my list. Or if I'm using the iPhone, I love hitting a button so that the bullet goes away and then it disappears so I don't have to see the completed item anymore. I know that it's done. Or I see a strike through. I know that it's done. But I have to realize I can't forget when I look about when I think about the low-hanging, I can't think about the huge apple that's at the top that still needs to come off of that tree that still needs to be picked. 
because it still needs my attention. And that's where you have to, then it goes back to how do you prioritize what it is you need to be done, what you need done, but also you have to be realistic in terms of what you think you can get done. Sometimes it's baby steps. I have been, I think I said this before, I have been, I started a journey of writing a book last year. And shout out to my mentor, Tressa Azarel. She offers a course where you can basically get a book done in 30 days with this concept of writing a certain amount of words per day. Me personally, I have never been able to get that done. I just don't function that way. Like the way I write is just it's slower than others. So I just can't <laughs> get it done. <laughs> so again, I have to be realistic in my goal setting in terms of what it is that I could get done. I am proud to say that I am literally almost finished, um, but I feel like I've said that before. So I'm going to stop saying it until you guys see my book out. Number four, I would say learn to move on. So when you think about making an excuses, sometimes then you get hung up on, oh man, I didn't get it done. Or, oh man, I wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I'm just going to give up altogether. No, no, no. It don't work like that, boo. Not at all. You have to learn how to pivot and adjust. If it's one thing that we learned during 2020 or should learn is you have to pivot and adjust. You have to move on. You have to say, okay, pause, let me take a break, but let me shift my focus. And what do I want to focus on now? Sometimes truly we need a mental and physical break from whatever the it is. And you just need to chill out and rest and allow your body that rejuvenation time. But sometimes you've messed up or you've lost your way and you've got to sit down and figure out, okay, how can I prevent this from happening again? How can I avoid being in a situation where I said I've gonna, I was going to do X, Y, and Z, but I couldn't get it done? What is it that's preventing me from doing whatever it is? And then go back and make adjustments to whatever your goal is. So to me, it's going back to the realistic goals. It's not realistic for me to say I'm going to completely eliminate sugar out of my life. I tried to do it, but there is sugar in everything. Like there's sugar in bread, guys. Like <laughs> there's sugar everywhere. It's addictive. It's like a drug. So for me, I tried to avoid added sugar in terms of drink or avoiding sugar in terms of eating a bunch of ice cream or things like that. Or when it comes to business goals and learning to move on, recognizing my strengths and my weaknesses and what things will hold me up. Like there are a lot of times where I get hung up in the back end office stuff that you have to do. And oh, I have a whole nother topic on thinking that you can do the world and you really can't. And one of my challenges I acknowledge is I've sat on this path where I am literally building, I'm doing three different businesses right now. Like literally, I'm literally doing three, four, if you count five, really. So it has been, I acknowledge that I have bitten off more than I can chew, but I've decided that I'm going to adjust and I'm just going to focus on what I can. I have to be more realistic in looking at, well, dang, how did I get here? And if I'm really going to be successful, I can't be all over the place. So I have to figure out how I'm going to focus on specific things in order to do what I need to do. So for me, I think 
you know, how can I prevent whatever from happening again is I really have to pause before I say yes, which normally I'm really good. I don't have a problem with telling people no, but there are times where I think I could get something done. And then I realize I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't, I used to live off of three to four hours of sleep a night, every night. Like that was my consistent sleep pattern. I can't do that anymore. Like I have to adjust and think part of moving on is knowing what adjustments need to be made. How can you prevent errors from happening? How can you prevent um, yourself from kind of just making excuses about why you did this or why you didn't do this and going forward? I think another way to eliminate excuses would be comparing yourself to other people. Stop doing it. Just stop. Just stop. It's okay to have mentors and people you look up to and people you aspire to be like, but you can't compare your journey to theirs. You can't I mean, well, you can compare it, but you can't think that your journey is going to be the same journey as Teresa's journey. Like you're Samantha, she's Teresa. You all have different goals. Sometimes you, let's say you, I'll stick with the weight loss thing. Let's say that you both aspire to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and you want to lose a certain amount of weight and you both want to lose 20 pounds. It may be easier for Teresa to lose her weight than it is for you to lose your weight. Maybe Teresa had more kids and you're like, well, dad, if she had three kids and she looks like that and I only had one or I had none, how, why do I look like that? Boo, sometimes it's just genetics. Sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes it is just whatever is inside of us. The same goes for other goals and achievements that we want to do in terms of how we live our life and what our goals may be and what our journeys are. Your journey to get your business off the ground is going to be different from everybody else's. You have different resources available to you. A lot of times you have just a different mindset. A mindset is a whole nother topic in and of itself in terms of what it is that you need to get done and how you go about getting it done. When it comes to comparing yourself, just don't do it. Just stop doing it, period. There's no other way to say it except stop doing it, period. I think the last thing that I want to touch on today is a way to eliminate excuses is to hang around people who are going where you want to go. So I am a strong believer in having a strong tribe and hanging everybody. You can't be the strongest person in your, you can't always be the strongest person in your group. You can't always be the most successful person in your group. You can't always be the least successful person or the weakest person in your group. I think it's all about balance. But if you hang around people going where you want to go who have like minds, then depending on what the situation is, they help to pull you through, whether it's through encouragement whether it's through support, whether it's through physically helping you through whatever it is that you're trying to do and being there to literally help guide you through the way and teach you X, Y, and Z. And that goes to finding a mentor, which is a whole different subject. But hanging around the people who are going where you want to go, like my pastor, Pastor Mike says, hang around people who have your answers, not people who have your problems. Like you need to, that's your be a priority. Like there, I'm definitely 
agree with the principle that a what is it? A spoiled apple can ruin the bunch or can spoil the bunch. You have an apple that's going bad, or you have a piece of fruit in your fruit basket that's going bad. A lemon. I'll use a lemon as a great example. So you have lemons. We get lemons from Costco all the time. My husband buys these huge bag of lemons and these huge bag of limes with these because we make like infused water, but we never get through all of them before they go bad because we just don't. And inevitably, there's one in there that goes bad. And the longer that we keep it in there and it's turning colors or it's getting rotten, then the longer we keep it in there, then it, that rottenness spoils the rest of the fruit that's in the bag. You don't want to be the rotten lemon or lime, nor do you want to be the good lemon or lime that's in there getting spoiled by somebody who's always feeding you negativity or not, or who is not doing things in a positive way. If you have no desire to do anything positive in your life and you and you are cool with where you are, which is completely fine, then it's cool. And if you like dealing with your ratchet nay-nay friend, then that's fine. And nothing against people named nay-nay. I wasn't trying to say it like that. But if you if that's what you want, then it's okay. But if you're aspiring to do something different or you're aspiring to do something at a different level, then other people around you will help you to eliminate those excuses because they're not going to allow you to just keep making excuses. They're going to hold you accountable for what it is that you need to be held accountable for. So again, it's not always, just remember, it's not always an excuse. Sometimes you really just need to be realistic about where your roadblocks are, how you can overcome your obstacles, admitting maybe you misjudged a, a situation and maybe you got to humble yourself and say, okay, can't get this done right now. Or I need to adjust how I'm going to do whatever it is that I think that I was going to get done. Everybody can relate to somebody screwing something up, but nobody can relate to somebody who has a damn excuse for everything that they do. I know people who have an excuse for everything that they do or they don't do. And you can't, you don't want to be that person. You don't. With that, much love, grace, and peace. Until next time. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.